With hurricane season still in effect and the winter weather around the corner, consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Make sure you check out all the cruise news at cruiseradio.net. On this show, we'll have Sue Tyndall from Travel Leaders, Alaskan family travel expert Aaron Kirkland, from the Family Travel Network, Nancy Schredder, and from Budget Travel, Fran Golden. And as always, there's Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guy. Hey, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. You know, in the wake of Carnival's big uh, Funship 2.0 initiative announcement, Norwegian Cruise Lines is uh, following suit in some way. Well, they, they too had an announcement last week where they uh, announced that their new ship, <laughs> all right, I'm going to say it, Project Breakaway, <laughs> God, what a name, uh, is going to be positioned uh, year-round at least through 2015 in New York, and uh, it's going to sail some uh, various itineraries, uh, beginning with uh, Bermuda, uh, we know when the ship uh, debuts in 2013. And then the other big news was... Um, They've uh, changed their branding, so so much as far as the freestyle cruising is now uh, cruise like a Norwegian, <laughs> and you know it's it's interesting because there's really nothing Norwegian about it. There's nothing really Norwegian about the company uh, anymore. Uh, they want to seek their you know go back to their roots, but what's what's interesting is you know they're they want to cruise like a Norwegian, so. You know, I said, well, does that mean that they're going to turn their passengers into trolls, witches, and mermaids? <laughs> Are we going to have um, right. Vikings uh, on board? Yes. <laughs> so I vote now, for Vikings. <laughs> well, I think Capital One would be happy with that because oh, they'll be yeah. able to put their, uh, their, their, their actors on board. And, uh, of course, the big question will be, what's in your cabin? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. But, you know, it's interesting. They're, they're going to be uh, doing a lot of TV uh, with this. And, uh, you know, they, they're, they want to tell you that, you know, you could dine like a Parisian, surf like a Hawaiian, party like a Brazilian, love like a Venetian, among many other uh, opportunities. But, you know, look, they, they, they do put out a, a different product, and uh, they put some good ships, and they've got some great entertainment, and we'll see where it goes. You can always email comments at cruiseradio.net. This from listener. Uh, Bill Frazier in Utah. I've never cruised before, and I'm looking to do an Alaskan cruise. Would you recommend flying in the night before, or could we fly into Seattle or Vancouver the day of? You could, Bill, fly in the day of the cruise because you're you're in Utah, and it's a very short flight to either uh, city. Uh, I would strongly recommend, you know, considering Seattle, and you know, just for safety's sake, you never know what the weather is going to be like. I always recommend, especially on those type of itineraries. Uh, to make sure you get in the night before, because if you're if you miss the ship and you're leaving out of Seattle, you're not getting on any time during the rest of the cruise. So it's you know the party's over. Um, certainly, it's very important to make sure you've got travel insurance. But uh, you know when you're talking about these kinds of cruises, you don't want to leave uh, you know chance to to weather or mechanical breakdown. Get in the night before. Seattle and Vancouver are both 
uh, very beautiful cities, and uh, you'll have a nice time for either one. But Alaska will be a great uh, first cruise for you. All right, Stuart, thank you so much. Hey, it is a pleasure. This is Cruise Radio. Alaska is America's last wild frontier, offering shimmering glaciers, majestic mountains, abundant wildlife, and unique native culture. From the remote capital of Juneau and the southern coastal arts town of Ketchikan to the cities of Anchorage and Fairbanks, Alaska is the natural choice for adventure. Reel in a feisty salmon or kayak on one of the many pristine waterways. See a calving glacier, learn about Alaska's indigenous people, explore historic towns, and experience the legacy of the gold rush. Witness magnificent Mount McKinley, North America, America's tallest mountain and an astounding array of wildlife including caribou, bear, moose, whales and eagles. And in addition to all the spectacular destinations ashore, a cruise tour offers all the luxurious shipboard amenities including great food, dancing, clubs, Broadway style shows and more. Let your travel leaders expert help you discover all the treasures of Alaska on an unforgettable cruise tour vacation. At Travel Leaders, our promise to you, when your journey from a dream to a great story includes us, you travel better. Contact your Travel Leaders Alaska Yukon specialist today. Very happy to have with us Sue Tyndall, owner of Travel Leaders of Rice Lake. Sue, welcome to Cruise Radio. Thank you. Great to be here. This is from Nicole of Portland, Oregon. She says, I was wondering what ports do cruises to Alaska leave from? Vancouver, Seattle, Washington, and then Seward, which is south of Anchorage. Seward would be on the water portion. Those are the three ports that the cruises leave from when they cruise to and from Alaska. Very good. Glenn in Cocoa Beach right here in Florida says, My wife and I usually go to the Caribbean on cruises, but have thought about going to Alaska. Our concern was getting there from Florida. Should we fly into the departure port a day early, or is it safe to come in the same day? I checked for him just what some flights were from Florida and while he couldn't make it in one day I would highly recommend that he go in the day prior because it doesn't allow him any time if the airlines would happen to have any delays he'll not make the ship so on the safe side I would highly recommend he go in the day before and we can get him a night prior a hotel get everything arranged for him so he still is in with the cruise line, but he's doing his own thing the night before. This next one from Marguerite in Charlotte, North Carolina. She says, I know about cruises to Alaska, but can you tell me what type of shore excursions are available, like by bus or train? Yeah, great question. We've got the three of the ports that are really popular for Alaska would be Juneau, Ketchikan, Skagway, Sitka. In each one of those ports, there are numerous tours you can do from hiking on the glaciers. You can also do a lot of float planes are popular where you can fly into different areas. You can also do a lot of whale watching. We did that, and it was wonderful. You're out in small Zodiac boats, and the whales are splashing around. Those are very popular. There are train rides available. That you can do. The White Horse Mountain Pass is also very popular, and that's out of Skagway. And then also you can do quite a bit of fishing. If people want to do fly fishing, that's available. Different type of fishing is also available. So really the whole gamut. I've got dog mushing. Anything you want to do, we can arrange. Robert in Sacramento, California says, uh, I've heard that it is very cloudy, so you can't see Mount McKinley. Is that accurate? 
Not 100%. Mount McKinley is kind of elusive. It's usually an average of 30% of the time you see Mount McKinley. So what we try and recommend is if you can, if you're doing an interior Alaska tour, maybe allow two nights at Mount McKinley so that in case she is cloudy one day, you can possibly see her the next day. This one is actually from Teresa over in Bristol, England. Buying cruises... It's just confusing. Where, where do I get the best deal from the cruise line itself, from a travel agent, or somewhere online? They can be good deals from all their places. Now, while I lean towards dealing with a travel agent as the best way to get a good deal, because what we do here is, for example, if you're making a reservation and you're buying something now, but you're not going till next summer, mm-hmm. we continue to check, and if a better deal comes along later, we get you that lowest price. So you can always make sure you've got the best deal. I think more importantly than finding the best deal is developing a relationship with who you're dealing with so you feel comfortable calling and checking on all the questions and the help that you may need. But again, the relationship with the travel agency I think is the most important. Knowing who you're dealing with and the fact that they're going to be there before, during, and after your trip. Very good. She is the owner of Travel Leaders of Rice Lake, Wisconsin, Sue Tindall. Thank you so much for all the info. We uh, really appreciate it. Great. My pleasure to be here and love sharing all that we can with all our customers about Alaska. Did you know that Alaska has the highest mountain in North America? It does. Mount McKinley at 20,327 feet above sea level. Oh, so happy to have back with us contributing editor for Budget Travel, Ms. Fran Golden. Welcome back to Cruise Radio. Thanks, Matt. I'm glad to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Fran. Well, I'm a travel writer, and I've been writing a lot about cruises for a long time now. I don't really have to reveal how long, do I? (laughs) No, that's okay. (laughs) And I've written for a lot of national publications, magazines, newspapers, online, you name it. I also write books, and my annual book now, the one that I'm focusing most on, is Fromer's Alaska Cruises and Ports of Call, which I've done for like 13 years. So I know a little bit about Alaska. When is the Alaska cruise season? It's May to October. It's a limited season. And by October, I really kind of mean end of September because they're out of there by October. So it's, it's a limited season, and it's a wonderful season. And, uh, and then the, the ships head to warmer climates. And in, in of those months, when's the, the absolute perfect time, perfect month? You know what? I'll tell you something. A lot of people go in July and August, which are the um, sort of high season there. And first of all, August can be a little bit rainy. Um, not that that really deters from your experience in Alaska, because you may be doing a lot of sort of watery type things anyway, and you're looking yeah. at glaciers, which are beautiful, rain or shine. But I like to go late May, beginning of June, for a number of reasons. Um, first of all, the weather, but also because all the shops and everything have just opened, <laughs> and everybody's in this sort of, you know, good mood, like the season's just starting, there are fewer people, and I've also caught incredible weather that time of year. Very Plus good. the places are cheaper then huh. for the start of the season. Yeah. Um, Inside Passage or Gulf of Alaska, and most importantly, what's the difference? It kind of depends on whether you mind flying into one place and out of another place. If you don't mind flying into Vancouver and then home from from Anchorage, or Seward is the port near Anchorage, um, 
then the you know there's there's some itineraries that are going to work for you if you just want to fly round trip if you prefer to fly round trip to Vancouver or round trip to Anchorage, then you're going to have other itineraries. Basically, they visit the same ports. You're going to visit um, the three biggies. Biggies in Alaska term does not mean very big, but you're going to visit Juneau, Ketchikan, and Skagway on almost every itinerary. Some itineraries in the Inside Passage might also go to Sitka. Um, And then the Gulf itineraries... um, may be more likely to visit sort of the college glaciers. You know, some of them visit visit um, Glacier Bay, some of them don't. It doesn't really matter which glaciers um, you visit as long as you get to see one calving for most people. It's when glaciers are shedding into the sea. It's huh. an amazing visceral experience. Huh. Uh, basically, they make this noise like white thunder as chunks of glacier fall off into the sea. It's something, it's hard to describe because it, it, to be there is such an amazing experience. It's like watching the earth move. If you're planning a week cruise in Alaska, what excursions are not to miss? Well, I, you know, and you have to get over your fear of flying if you have one, but the helicopter and the float plane trips are unbelievable. Again, it's that glacier experience, and you're going to actually fly over these fields of ice. And if you book... Um, some of the excursions will actually stop on a glacier and you get off and you put on clampons and you hike on this glacier. Um, it's just an unforgettable experience. The, the, the really fancy excursions even include a stop at a dog sledding camp where you can, you know, hang out with the Iditarod dogs and, and you know, even maybe go for a ride and try mushing mm-hmm. with, with an experienced musher yeah, yourself. Right. <laughs> And, um, yeah, so those are unbelievable. Um, one of my favorites that I've ever done was fly fishing in Alaska. If there's any um, fisher people, I don't want to say fishermen, uh, <laughs> right. fisher people listening. Um, I was the only woman on that particular one when I did it. So but it politically was correct. <laughs> you know, we go out we go out in a float plane, and actually a couple of float planes, yeah. and as we get to this, like, remote island, the guide starts putting, it takes out a shotgun and starts putting in these giant pellets and i'm like well what's that have to do with fishing and he's like well the the only inhabitants of this island are bears so i was so busy looking (laughs) at the shoreline for bears i didn't catch a fish but it's still an amazing experience you know the, the number one rule i have for alaska is get out in the wilderness one way or another book an excursion whether it's kayaking or whatever that goes out yeah i don't believe i like to go hiking in bear country without a bear gun Pretty sure about that. Aside from the bears, uh, what other wildlife can you expect to see? Well, first let me say that bear sightings are still a little bit rare, although there are some preserves where you can, you know, you're more likely to see them than in other places. I have seen a grizzly stand up and rear, but it was through binoculars, yeah. thankfully. Yeah. So <laughs> that was that was okay. Um, but eagles, eagles are everywhere. Eagles are like the pigeons of Alaska. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, not quite, but you're you're very likely to see um, the bald eagles. Um, you know, I've been in, in Juneau at times, you know, there's several of them flying overhead or sitting in trees or even occasionally sitting on telephone wires. So you're likely to see eagles. Variety. I'm sorry, I was just imagining an old man sitting in a park with bird seed and a bunch of bald eagles. <laughs> no, I wouldn't go that far, but they are... 
they're there. Um, you know, I went biking one time in, in Haines, and I saw more than a dozen eagles during this one bike ride. So, wow. you know, we think they're really rare, and we very rarely see them in other parts <laughs> of the country, but you do see them there. So what you're saying is feel free to shoot them. So you're no, <laughs> come on. Plenty of them. <laughs> Maybe the bears, though. No, just gotcha. um, But you'll see, you know, and then there's the marine life. You will, you'll see all kinds of different whales, uh, depending on when you travel there. And you'll see, um, you might see dolphins following the ship. You, you certainly will see salmon. Um, in, if you go to Ketchikan in August, you'll see them literally uh, going up the ladder and jumping out of the water. Okay, good. Let's see. Uh, bear gun, check. Fishing rod, check. Eagle gun, check. Right. <laughs> Oh, man. Correct me if I'm wrong. They can read more of your work at Fromers.com. And, and by the way, for those listening, it's it looks like it's spelled Fromers, but it's Fromers. It's F-R-O-M-M-E-R-S.com. And um, BudgetTravel.com as well. Very good. I really like you, Fran Golden. <laughs> I really like you too, Matt. <laughs> Let's talk cruising more. <laughs> Let's. Thanks again for being with us. We really, really appreciate all the info. My pleasure. Have a question for the experts? Or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. From Family Travel Network, uh, happy to have back Nancy Shredder. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here. When you think of a family cruise vacation, most people think of the Caribbean and not Alaska, but Alaska's great too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, whales and glaciers and bears. Oh, my. Alaska <laughs> is a family travel playground. Jeez. Between panning for gold, dog sledding, hiking on a glacier, viewing huge grizzly bears gobbling up salmon, and watching humpback whales explode out of the water, kids will be having so much fun and be making incredible memories on an Alaska cruise. And frankly, great family memories is what vacations are all about. The thing about Alaska cruise vacations is there's really something for everyone, and there's a cruise to fit every family's vacation style. If you have a family that's looking for lots of entertainment, great kids and teens programs, heated indoor and outdoor pools, family-friendly cabins, and all sorts of dining choices, cruise lines like Disney, Royal Caribbean, Carnival, Holland America, Celebrity, Princess, and Norwegian have an Alaska cruise that will fit the family bill for your vacation. On the other hand, if you have a family of nature lovers who are looking for something more intimate or personalized, maybe you want to rent an entire ship and you want to have lots of opportunities to see a wildlife right from the ship close up, then maybe an Alaska small ship cruise is just what you're looking for. And in addition, with a small ship, all of your shore excursions are included. Companies like American Safari Cruises, Fantasy Cruises, Lindblad, Intersea Discoveries, the boat companies, and others offer Alaska small ship cruises that work really well for families. Any money-saving tips for Alaska? Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, the number one is to find a great cruise agent and enlist their help. Cruise agents can save families and, and individuals tons of money by helping them find the best cruise, monitor sales after booking, and help them get upgrades and more. There's even a site called cruisecompete.com where you can anonymously submit your ship and sailing date and then hundreds of cruise agents can bid on your business. So that's a great way to save money. Second of all, flights to Alaska are really expensive. So if the overall price of your vacation is a really high priority, you may want to price out air travel options to and from various ports like 
Seattle, Vancouver, Anchorage, where the cruise ships leave, to see what works best for you before choosing your cruise. It's also important to remember that if you're taking a megaship cruise in Alaska, shore excursion expenses can really add up. With experiences like glacier helicopter rides, salmon fishing excursions, flight seeing trips and tours, all of these things tend to be way more expensive than what you'd find in the Caribbean, so you need to pick and choose wisely. Look at the tours that are available through your cruise line as soon as you book, and then decide on your top options in each port. Then decide whether you want to book through the cruise line or independently. Sure, there are pros and cons for each option, but booking your tours independently can easily save you hundreds or even thousands of dollars on the entire trip. Sure, the cruise line will wait for you if you book the excursion through the cruise line, but just decide what's right and feels most comfortable for you. But if you decide to go independently, here are a few money-saving tips for shore excursions. Okay. First of all, visit each port's official tourism website for information on independent tour operators and public transportation, car rental companies, and attractions. That helps you to save money by seeing what's available in each port and lets you stick within budget. If there are two of you booking on the cruise together or a family, consider purchasing the Alaska Tour Saver. This little book offers more than 132 for one deals on many of Alaska's top tours, hotels, car rentals, and attractions, and again, can easily save you hundreds or thousands of dollars. But here, it's important to book early. Many of the tour operators only allow a limited number of these tour saver coupons to be used per day, so you've got to make sure to get your slot in early. If you want more information, go to toursaver.com. Another tip that I found that's worked really well for me is checking out the roll call boards on Cruise Critic and signing up for your ship sailing. It's a great way to meet other people who will be traveling on your ship and organize group tours in advance. I also think that in Alaska, it's really important to get out there and experience the real Alaska. And in some ports, renting a car is one of the best ways to do that. For families, especially with younger kids or groups of four or five, renting a car can be a real lifesaver. It's so much cheaper than buying four to five individual tours. Also, make sure to check out available public transportation in your ports of call and port of embarkation. As you know, Internet access is really expensive on cruise ships, and Alaska is no different. Each port has Internet cafes available, though, so check on each port's tourism website for more information or what I've found to be really helpful is just ask one of the crew members. In my experience, they definitely know where the Internet cafes are located. If you're going to be staying in a hotel pre- or post-cruise, another good tip is to consider trying to book via Priceline. I've easily saved probably $100 to $150 per night or more doing this in the past. My bottom line on, on all this is really stay within your budget but budget to splurge on one or two bucket list experiences. After all, how many people can say they went dog sledding on a glacier or took a helicopter ride that landed on Denali? Those are the kinds of memories that are going to last you a lifetime, and you're going to have the pictures to prove it. Nancy, we always love having you on the show from the Family Travel Network, Nancy Schredder. Love being here. Thanks so much. Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise One. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise One. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun. Hazanar. Or New England. Or Canada. Or Italy. Or Greece. Or the Far East. Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise One. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise One. Let us send you on your way. 
One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Did you know Alaska was purchased from Russia in 1867 for under two cents an acre? Talk about a room with a view. We're so glad to have our next guest with us, Aaron Kirkland, Alaskan family travel expert. Welcome to Cruise Radio, Aaron. Thanks, you guys. It's great to be here. A big misconception in Alaska is... There's nothing but glaciers, but that's not entirely true. Oh, my goodness. You know, uh, Alaska is twice the size of Texas. And those glaciers, we have 616 officially named glaciers, but really there's almost 100,000 of them, so it's very easy to assume that we are all ice and snow. (laughs) But Alaska being so large gives us this extraordinary landmass, which is so incredibly diverse, stretching from our southeast Alaska uh, where most of the cruise ships go, which is this beautiful uh, temperate rainforest. And moving north, we get into these boreal forests and taiga of south-central Alaska. And then we get into the Arctic, which is our tundra and, and what most people think of, I think, when they think about Alaska. So, no, we're not all glaciers and igloos, uh, snow and ice, <laughs> but very diverse. Okay, well, after you book your Alaska cruise and you're looking at the ports of call, what should you look for when researching? Well, the the really important thing, you guys, is to uh, do your homework. You need to identify what your area of interest in, because when you look at these shore excursions um, on paper, there are so many options for someone, and it depends on your your, uh, mobility and your level of interest, if you've got kids, if you don't have kids. So you need to identify that area of interest. Look at that. Look at all of your ports of call and see if similar uh, excursions are offered and then start breaking it down. If you want to see bears, check out, uh, you know, Anan Bear Preserve in Wrangell or wandering around Sitka to Fortress of the Bear um, or flying out to Misty Fjords, you know, or if fishing is your thing, you can identify that and then, and then narrow down that shore excursion. Look at your time spent in port. Uh, some ports you're there for four hours, some ports you're there for eight or nine. So you need, you need to look at your excursion and then how much time you want to spend on your own wandering around town uh, and balance it out that way. Um, and look at your finances, of course, and see if, if, uh, if that's going to be a factor because Alaska is not a cheap state. Huh. Some other ports of call in Alaska. What are some good side trips or land excursions to look at? Well, I think uh, depending on where you're going, you know, most cruise ships either start or end in Ketchikan. So Ketchikan calls themselves the gateway city. Uh, And even though it rains probably 367 days a year in Ketchikan, don't let that stop you. Because when you're in Ketchikan, you can hit the Southeast Alaska Discovery Center. You can hop on uh, Taquan Air and fly over to Misty Fjords National Park. 
You can go kayaking. You can go fishing. Um, I think uh, another uh, favorite port of call for us is Sitka. Uh, we adore this city because Alaska's history really uh, truly started there. You know, the state was handed over from the Russians to the United States right there. Um, you've got an excellent thing in the, uh, the Sitka Totem National Park um, right there. You can uh, wander around and see these absolutely beautiful, culturally expressive totem poles. Um, and the native dancing is, is truly exceptional. Salmon bakes, a lot of people really want to get out and uh, experience our seafood. Imagine that. Huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there are tons of opportunities uh, for folks to do that. Uh, Skagway is another favorite port of call because Skagway is really unique in that the National Park Service has stepped in and really converted this town back to its ancient, uh, ancient as far as Alaska, our gold rush days. Uh, and uh, the Park Service works very closely with the city of Skagway to uh, really bring us back into that 19, uh, early 1900s uh, sense of history and, and uh, the gold rush time when all these people climbed over Chilkoot Pass in search of fame and fortune. Not going to lie, I fell in love with Sitka when I saw the proposal starring Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. Uh, yeah, I tell you, yeah, Sitka. It's so quaint looking and... It's- it's really, a, it's got everything there. You know, we're a big outdoor uh, family, and there's tons of hiking, and there's tons of watercraft activities, and, and you know, Sitka's dialed in. Are any of the tours or excursions um, going to leave you completely speechless? Staring at the power of Mother Nature is uh, probably the one aspect of Alaska that, that leaves most visitors kind of awe, you know, awe-inspired. Um, when your ship sails up to Glacier Bay and you spend the whole day in there and the Park Service, you know, has, has uh, you know, shut down, make sure all the activities are all focused on Glacier Bay National Park, and you see on every side and all around and above you these glaciers that are just these, these incredible uh, inventions by Mother Nature, it, you will stand there in awe. And then if, if one breaks off, and comes splashing into the water close enough that you can hear it. Uh, jaws are dropping on deck. It's just absolutely stunning. And I live here, and I'm I'm forever awed by these things. Well, how close do the cruise ships actually get to these glaciers? Well, by law, you know they need to stay a certain distance away. And safety-wise, you'd be you'd be crazy to get any closer. So you know you're maybe a good half mile, mile away, depending on on your captain and the size of your boat. Um, but they can, you know, you're definitely close enough to get some incredible shots with just your point-and-shoot camera, let me tell you. She is the Alaskan family travel expert, Erin Kirkland. Thanks so much for being with us on Cruise Radio. Hey, thanks. It was a pleasure. All right, that's going to do it. Don't forget to check out all the cruise news on our homepage on our new and improved website, cruiseradio.net, and be sure to get those instant email updates, those alerts, uh, right underneath instant email updates on the homepage. Just simply give us your email address. We are on the Stitcher Radio Network. Take Cruise Radio. Radio on the go with you, cruiseradio.net. Click on the Stitcher radio icon. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio. I'm your announcer.